1: Well, earlier this week, there was a controversy that erupted at the Southern Poverty Law Center in Montgomery. That story was written about by the newest reporter brought on to 1819 News. That reporter is Will Blakely. I was able to bring Will on to the Daily Detail to learn more about what is happening at the SPLC.
2: The SPLC unionized a couple years ago. Uh, The union members just held a picket outside the organization's headquarters, uh, and they claimed it was to protest management forcing mostly black women employees to return to office while allowing the option of remote work for white and higher paid employees. So basically the claim is is that uh, the, the black employees are the ones being made mostly to come back to the office without giving the option being given the option of being able to work from home um, so they're likely having to suffer through the higher gas prices and um, what they might deem as a health risk um, and they're upset about that all right so
1: whether or not they're coming back this month or a couple months before whatever Mm -hmm. they're sensing that there's a division or a two-tiered level of privilege for some and not for others um, yes, and,
2: and my under, my understanding is the, the SPLC president and CEO, uh, she said that they've identified that only 9% of employees had positions that required them to come back to work in person, and those included people whose job it is to process legal mail and donor contributions. Uh, so I guess she's kind of taking the position that um, – they did this objectively and it has nothing to do with race. Whereas the uh, union members feel there is some degree of disparity.
1: A- anything else that stood out for you when you were uh, collecting this information?
2: Well, one thing I saw was uh, that the SPLC has really had a long history of uh, accusations of being hypocritical to it, to the values it claims to be fighting for. I mean, in the, I believe in the 1990s, the Montgomery Advertiser um, actually was a final was named a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize by highlighting some of the allegations of racial discrimination within the SPLC. Um, and then, of course, in 2019, the co founder, Morris Dees, was accused of sexual harassment and basically being complacent with workpla- workplace racial discrimination. I mean, he was removed because of that incident, and just uh, a lot of conservatives have uh, voiced criticism toward the law center for, you know, their tactics in naming hate or what they deem as hate groups. You know, they they have um, a hate map on their website, which is intended to map out um, violent and extremist organizations. Um, but conservative critics. Um, some believe that some organizations that get added in there or are basically mainline conservative organizations and they're being placed on the same list as, uh, organizations like the Ku Klux Klan. Um, and they've, they've been upset about that. Um, and in 2018, they actually, the SPLC actually had to pay a 3 million, over $3 million settlement. Uh, and apologize because they branded a Muslim reformer as an anti-Muslim extremist in their field guide to anti-Muslim extremists.
1: So this latest protest is not necessarily coming out of the blue, out of nowhere. There's a history there that you're making us aware of.
2: Absolutely.
1: If you want to find out more about it and read the details uh, of what Will has written, you can go to 1819news.com, and I appreciate you uh, sharing with the daily detail, Will.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: The two casino gambling bills that were being considered in the Alabama legislative session are now being tabled for another time. Both sponsors have decided to pull their bills from consideration. State Representative Chip Brown says that HB 502 got out of committee but then stalled in the full House. He said time is running out with only six days remaining in the session, so he's pulling that bill. State Senator Greg Albritton is sponsoring SB 293 and 294. He told 1819 News that he could see the handwriting on the wall after a Republican caucus meeting in the Alabama House was held, so he decided to pull that as well until 2023. This will be the third time that the gambling legislation has failed to get very far through the Alabama House. Drug charges are being issued against four men from DeKalb County. The DeKalb County Narcotics Unit, U.S. Marshals, and the FBI were all involved in the arrests of David Cisco, Randy Tidwell, Gary Chambliss, and Charles Matchin Jr., The men were found to be in possession of methamphetamines and have been charged with conspiracy to possess and distribute the drug. Authorities say the men were drug trafficking in the northeast part of Alabama and are facing federal charges. A Birmingham man is being charged with starting two different fires in Elmore County, those fires were started back in February in the woods near Eclectic in Lake Martin. 44-year-old James Miles of Mountain Brook is facing felony charges for the willful and malicious setting of those fires. Bond for Miles has been set at $100,000. Country music singer Garth Brooks is coming to Birmingham again. The Brooks concert will be this summer, June 4th, at Protective Stadium. Brooks has not performed in Birmingham since 2015. That's when his concert was at the Legacy Arena. Governor Ivey even took to social media to make the big announcement saying, you can blame it all on our roots when we show up in boots to welcome Garth Brooks back to Alabama. And we are now going into the single digits when it comes to the countdown of days leading to the World Games. This week, the city of Birmingham hit the 100-day mark on their countdown clock until the international competition gets underway this July. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, officials from within the U.S. Defense Department say that Russian forces have now been pulled out of the Chernobyl nuclear power site area in the country of Ukraine. Russian troops entered that area on February 24th. Radioactive waste is stored at Chernobyl, where it also had the worst nuclear disaster back in 1984. This move comes a day after Moscow announced that they would be scaling back their attacks on two key cities in Ukraine. The contents of the Hunter Biden laptop have been officially entered into the congressional record. Florida Congressman Matt Gates provided an external hard drive yesterday that had those contents on it. Gates announced that he had these documents only after he had questioned the assistant director of the FBI's cyber division on whether or not that agency had the laptop and were looking into possible national security breaches. Director Brian Vordran said he knew nothing about the computer, its contents, location, or otherwise. So Gates then pulled out the hard drive and asked that it be entered into the congressional record. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler seemed to object at first, but then he relented and it was approved. The investigative reporter who wrote a book about the Biden family, Hunter Biden and business deals with communist China, is now speaking out. Peter Schweitzer recently went on OAN just two years after he came out and said that the Hunter Biden laptop was authentic while other media outlets declared it to be Russian disinformation. Schweitzer says the reason they recently changed their tune about the laptop is because there's a grand jury that's been formed in Delaware.
0: And what the grand jury's looking into is tax evasion, the fact that Hunter Biden uh, apparently did not pay taxes on a lot of the money he received from overseas. They're looking at allegations of money Money laundering That they were moving money around to obscure where that money was coming from. Uh, there's also concerns that there may be political corruption here, and that, would, of course, would, uh, would also bring in his father. Um, and this grand jury's been looking at this, and they are going to make a decision based on the evidence presented whether Hunter Biden should be indicted, whether he should be charged with uh, potential crimes. Uh, if that happens, it then goes to the Justice Department. And this is where Merrick Garland, the attorney general, is going to have to make a decision.
1: Swieter says that Americans should take note of who lied to them about this evidence against Joe Biden that occurred just ahead of the 2020 presidential election.
0: Our media establishments failed us, absolutely failed the American people. Their responsibility is not only to convey what's going on, but to convey to people what's important. And information about a potential first family of the United States during a presidential election, and the information concerns uh, corrupt deals with foreign entities, including our rival China, certainly fits that bill, and they chose instead to cover it up rather than actually investigate it and let their readers or their audience know about it
1: maine's senator susan collins says she will be voting in favor of confirming Kentaji jackson brown to the u.s supreme court collins says she believes jackson has the experience and qualification to sit on the highest bench in the judicial system collins met with jackson on two different occasions before her confirmation hearings collins says that it's not the role of the Senate to assess whether the nominee reflects the ideology or type of ruling that an individual senator would want. Speaking of the state of Maine, a lawyer who ran for governor two different times in that state is now under arrest. 75-year-old Elliot Cutler is facing four counts of possession of child pornography. Authorities say they are still searching through a terabyte of data that was seized from Cutler's electronic devices to see if there are more photos there. The investigation into Cutler started when a tip came in from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They made authorities aware that an illegal image had been downloaded and uploaded by someone in Maine. Cutler was part of the Jimmy Carter administration, then ran for governor in 2010 and 2014. When it comes to protecting children from being over-sexualized, especially in public schools, a poll that was conducted by Public Opinion Strategies reveals that registered voters in Florida approve of the new parental right law that addresses that issue. Those who protested the legislation called it the Don't Say Gay Bill since it prohibits certain sexual and gender concepts from being taught to grades K through third grade. 61% of voters who didn't just listen to that latest catchphrase but actually got a proper description of what's written in the law decided that they are in favor of it. Even 55% of Democrats supported the bill as is, as it, after it was explained to them. When well, the polling only involved parents, that percentage jumped up even higher to 70% who support the new law. Actor Bruce Willis is stepping away from any more acting roles. Willis has been diagnosed with aphasia, which is a brain condition by which the person starts to lose their ability to understand human speech or be able to respond. Willis is 67 years old. This latest statement was released by family members in support of his decision. That included his first wife, Demi Moore, and their three grown daughters, and his second wife, Emma, with two other daughters who are seven and nine years old. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to listen to host Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks to Becky Gerritsen from the Alabama Eagle Forum on transgender therapy.
3: Not on my triple dipper, but, you know, Becky has reminded me of a really important bill, uh, one that I did talk about some last year. It's called the VCAP bill. But Vulnerable
4: Child Compassion and Protection Act.
3: Yes. And, and basically what it does in a nutshell is it prevents uh, the application of um, uh, puberty treatments. Puberty blockers. Yeah, puberty blockers and other treatments that, that some folks use to sort of help their child become transgender. Yes. A, as minors.
4: Yes. Under the age of 19.
3: Uh, so um, I would call that child abuse.
4: Yes. So this bill is it would stop puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sex reassignment surgeries for children under 19 in the state of Alabama. And just to let people know, we do have gender clinics in Alabama, and some of them are run by UAB. And one of the the head of UAB um, gender clinic, after a hearing the other day, we were sitting around talking and she was talking to a legislator, and, and they have children as young as three coming in for counseling. And the kind of counseling that they do is affirmative counseling. So you affirm the child's perceptions that they're born in the wrong body, and then, after this kind of counseling, you lead them on to puberty blockers, cross sex hormones, and then they would refer them out for surgery. They say they don't do surgeries in Birmingham, but we do know that they refer them out. And that's fine. We still wanted in the bill that they won't ever be able to do surgeries we're just asking them to wait until they're 19.
3: yeah let them make their own decision when they're of the age of majority
4: yes and these are healthy children and they're only doing this for the sole reason to try to change their sexual appearance
3: well and 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 by the way folks don't think this doesn't happen in alabama i happen to know that just two years ago there was an activist mom who had been dressing her little boy uh, from the time he was in kindergarten as a girl and sending him to school uh it was here in this listening area and then she was demanding later uh which got shut down by the way at the local level before it became a thing, but she was demanding that he be allowed to use the girls' room and sending him to school with you know pink bows in his hair and 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 he's five years old five Terrible. year olds don't make life changing decisions no. five year olds are trying to figure out what ball to play with next and and you know do they like their cat or their dog mm. and and i I look at this and think. Okay, I had somebody. You and I are talking off the air. I had somebody once who's a conservative who told me, "Is it really our job to keep getting into parents' decision making all the time? Isn't that the that's not the role of government?" And I said, "It already is. We have laws against child abuse. We have laws against statutory rape. We have laws that say when a child can drive a car. We have laws against you know underage drinking." on and on and on to protect Cigarette minors. Cigarette smoking? Yes. I mean,
4: even just protecting their bodies. But in this case, the, the, sex, the cross-sex hormones that they give children in our state are the same drugs they would give a pedophile to chemically castrate them. Let that sink in for a minute. These are harmful drugs that can have lifelong effects. And I'm sorry, but we don't want to have any part of that. We want to protect these children. Yeah. They do need counseling. They do need help. And they should be able to get that. But we they should not be medically treated no, it's, until it's, they're able to make that decision. It's painful.
3: And when you, when you, when you find someone who has been manipulated into having to take medications that can then change their life forever. I wonder how many of them will turn to the age of 19 and look back and realize what's been done to them.
4: So we had a woman testify for us. She lives up here in North Alabama. She started taking cross sex hormones when she was 18. She took them for about a year, but they ravaged her body. She ended up in the ER three or four times. She decided finally her grandpa talked her off the ledge and and she stopped taking the drugs. But and she's only been off of them. It's like a year or two now. But she she has a man's voice now. And she will always she has long blonde hair. She's beautiful. You know, she, she is a girl. Um, but she said when she's in the bathroom, having a conversation at a public restroom, washing her hands, and someone starts a conversation with her, and she opens her mouth to talk. She sounds exactly like a man. And then they think, oh my gosh, I'm in the bathroom with a man who's cross-dressing. That is something she will live with the rest of her life. And she's on drugs for the rest of her life um, from all the complications, blood clotting and all the awful things that these drugs do to your body.
3: It's it's burdensome to think that children are having their lives stolen from them by parents who think it's a great idea.
1: You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the Daily Detail and the information brought to you, remember to drop a five-star rating on the main page of Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then.
0: Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been the Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.